Hi hi, welcome welcome, this is Metapol with me, Cactus. Today in the show, we bring you another episode of the short series, where we do a brief introduction of a major news story and talk about what it means. Today we're talking about Gina Carano, her quote-unquote cancellation, and the ensuing hiring by right-wing company Daily Wire. Gina Carano, an actress in The Mandalorian and former MMA fighter, was fired for an Instagram story comparing political polarization to Nazi persecution. Quote, Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? While dehumanization is a very real problem, there are clear differences to be made between political polarization and literal holocaust. Those comparisons do indeed tend to be overwrought. Once again, I cannot reiterate enough that we need to be thinking in terms of degree, not just in a black and white. However, it's very difficult to see how this would have any relation to her ability to perform as an actress. After her subsequent firing, the conservative media company, and apparently now film company, The Daily Wire, famous for the host and co-founder Ben Shapiro, announced that they were hiring Gina Carano and would be producing a movie together. This was celebrated as an attempt to combat quote-unquote cancel culture in order to combat negative incentives and ideological polarization in Hollywood and other areas of film. It was heralded by many conservatives, but also by centrists and those in the new rationality or intellectual dark web movements. However, those movements with emphases on lowercase l liberalism and rationality do tend to fall into various mistakes that nonetheless embed ideology into their framework. This story gives us one excellent example. Using the economic tool of game theory, many on this side predicted that because this increased the incentive for people to switch to alternative forms of production in Hollywood, and thus make it more difficult for this polarization to develop in those sub-communities. However, embedded in this seemingly rational framework is, of course, the assumption that people are acting based on self-interest and acting based on value calculations instead of what is actually driving them. We'll get to that later. However, the core tenet of this critique is that this rationality and this lowercase l liberalism is embedded within the assumptions of the otherwise rational framework. We always have to look through this, we have to be willing to be skeptical. And this includes to my work as well, where I will often state when I cannot go deeper, when I cannot find more resources to back a statement up, and in the rare cases that I do indeed have to default to assumption. While this pattern replicates itself across the political system, it has particularly been the cause of many of what I believe are false and misguided conclusions that overvalue lowercase l liberalism and close their eyes to many of the more threatening problems that naturally arise from analyses of, for example, network effects. So, what is my prediction? Well, people who have listened to this show know that there is significant evidence that these ideological decisions, these quote-unquote cancellations, are not actually made 
by any sense of market value. Of course, there are testimonials and individual cases that you can find of people who are quote-unquote playing to the crowd. However, there's no scientific data as of yet to back that up. What there is data for is that people in these highly polarized sub-communities tend to not even have an understanding of the positions of the average American. Some of this comes from internal campaign polling from the Obama campaigns, spoken about in interviews including by senior analyst David Shore. He cited a phenomenon in which advertising appealing to the moral foundations of those in these polarized communities in both the Obama and Clinton campaigns tend to actually create an incentive for voters to vote Republican, not Democratic. And to be clear, this wasn't just polling that personally appealed to them, although I'm sure it did that too. This was their perception of the ads that would do well in the entire country, which was horribly, horribly misled. Film production, which shares incredibly similar demographics to this consulting class, likely suffers from the same phenomenon, aside from simply their concentration in voting for Democratic Party candidates. The Obama campaign data, as well as what I've cited before with regards to the effects of network heterogeneity, would strongly predict that this would actually result in an escalation, not a decrease in tensions as the game-theoretic model would predict. This is because the appearance of growth on the other side, the appearance of a tangible enemy, particularly for ideologically calcified or even conspiracy-adjacent actors, and I mean actor as in an individual taking an action, not literal performance actors, would actually have a greater threat perception and an even greater compulsive motivation in order to go after these people, particularly in early stages of their career. That is the prediction, that this gets worse, that this results in things becoming more polarized and more of a bubble, instead of less, at rates even higher than if this had never happened. Of course, it's difficult to have a control group to test this, but if there is reporting covering the motivations of this, then we will have our test case. Now, what does this mean for the political space as a whole and for the aforementioned flaws and critiques that I have of the new rationality communities, as well as other communities that apply the same assumptions? Well, the actual embedded assumption in the previous economic model is that people can actually be appealed to based on their self-interest. Of course, people exist who can. However, particularly in these highly polarized networks, particularly in a rising stakes environment, I predict that this is not going to be a solution, and if anything, that attempts to engage in this incentive balancing will probably be self-terminating. That is, the irrational attacks on the fair moderators or referees will result in more damage to them than in progress in depolarizing the fringes. For more on this and the actual solutions out of it, check out my previous short episode and the Metapolitics podcast as a whole. Until next time, this is Metapol with me, Cactus.